I'm Justine. I'm Daniela. And, and welcome, welcome to Zen, Zen what? what? A podcast where we discuss our own personal journeys towards healing and wellness. We're two best friends on a mission to break the stigma around mental health. And we hope that by sharing our stories, you will feel less alone. The, the veil of silence drops with us. Hey, hey everyone. everyone. We're wishing you all the very best. Whether you're thriving or surviving, we're here for you. If you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to Zen What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. Daniela, how are you, friend? I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Whew. I'm I'm feeling a little better today. Yeah, Uh, yeah. For those that don't know, Justine and I uh, met a few days ago. We had tried to record this episode a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we thought that talking about eating disorders and disordered eating was going to be tough, mm-hmm. but um, talking about body image, mm-hmm. body dysmorphia, um, definitely is tougher because mm-hmm. I think we're still very much healing through a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we still carry a lot of body shame. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, we're dealing with shame for having body shame <laughs> never ending uh beast beast yeah how dare you how dare me yeah but you know what i'm i'm glad that we're sitting down together and that we're having these discussions again you know we feel like it's very yeah. central to our mission to mm-hmm. have open discussions to look at shame square in the eye mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um to take the power away from shame mm. so that we can find some healing yeah Oh, I would love that. That sounds great. Right? Doesn't that sound good? Sounds awesome. <laughs> How about you, Justine? How are you doing? I'm doing much better than I was doing on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday was a tough one, guys. Um, anybody who's a Two Black Girls, One Rose lifestyle listener, you know that I've talked about body image before with Tosh, and it's been really hard. Um, and that was very surface level. Mm-hmm. This one we're getting a little deeper. Yeah. Um, and... I I think my history with uh, body dysmorphia is so long yeah. that it's hard for me to like pinpoint one thing to talk right. about and then I get very overwhelmed with all the very small instances that have shaped who yeah. I am now. Like revisiting those things. Mm-hmm. 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 And then doing it right after disordered eating mm-hmm. was also a lot. Yeah. And then um, doing it right while I'm in this like very transitional time mm-hmm. for work. Yeah. It's just a lot. And I, at some points I'm just like, I just want to have a nice summer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, for listeners that don't know, you your last day at your nine to five was yeah. last Friday. Right? Yep. Last yeah. Friday. And this whole week you've just been go, 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 go. Yeah. Yeah. Still. <laughs> still. Still. Yeah. Um, and I was afraid of not being busy. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> told you. Yep. Told yeah, you. yeah. Everybody told me, especially Daniela told me. Uh, but overall, I am moving. Mm-hmm. I am healthy. My family's good, and so I'm good. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um. So yeah, I'm grateful, but also a little shell shocked. Yeah. <laughs> from Wednesday. Yeah. I know. I know. Woo. I mean, we were joking around. We we're like, is there a full moon? Yeah. Like, what's happening? Messy? Yeah. Like, what's happening? What's going Because it was the both of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going yes. through it. Going yeah. through Just it. Just sobbing on your couch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but we're here. We're here. Not sobbing. Not sobbing. Freshly eating lunch. Yep. Eating nutritious mm-hmm. foods. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. Yep. Drinking water. Yep. Both sparkling and tap. Yep. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> we have it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have it all. Um, okay, so for today's Can We Discuss, we are discussing body image and body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, you know, last week we spoke about disorder eating. We also mm-hmm. tackled diet culture. And mm-hmm. I think when it comes to body image, it's still very much entangled uh, with diet culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a society that is obsessed with body size mm-hmm. and that is telling you what the right body looks like mm-hmm. and that there's a wrong body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to really heal from this stuff when you feel like you have to fit a certain mold. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like the Kardashians, that whole Khloe mm-hmm. Kardashian photo mm-hmm. scandal mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it was just a picture of her unphotoshopped. Yep. You know, not the best lighting, I guess. Yeah. But she looked right. great. Yeah. Um, and she had a meltdown about it because she also yeah. deals and struggles with insecurities around her body and very clearly also because her body is completely manufactured head to toe (laughs) and so and she's trying to make us believe it's not i know she's constantly posting her workout posts Mm -hmm. and her collagen Mm -hmm. brand and all the rest of this shit Mm -hmm. to make us think that her body is not manufactured when it is i mean the kardashians their whole brand is based on their bodies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um i think that the message that they send especially i think their fan base is very young uh women and girls and Mm -hmm. i just think that the message that they're spouting is so dangerous Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i I think it's really unfortunate especially as they have young girls of their own yeah yeah Um, it really it scares me (laughs) and it scares me too that most of their kids except for courtney's are black and Mm -hmm. their main message to women who are older maybe who have gone through business school Mm -hmm. maybe who are creating their own business is if you steal from black culture and don't credit them you'll succeed my god that is that's been the blueprint for them for a really long time yeah you didn't know that they came out with box braids. <laughs> oh God! I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember all that. Yeah. And um, yeah. So that's why it worries me for their half black children, mm-hmm. especially their daughters. Yeah. Because at some point, their kids are gonna say, "Where'd you get this from?" Right. I mean, I, I think their kids. I mean, no matter what, children are sponges, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, I can't imagine how they're not taking all of this in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. already are mm-hmm. probably feeling some sort of pressure to mm-hmm. look a certain way mm-hmm. or this fear that I can't look a certain way. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't look a certain way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Me too. Um, I wish that. I wish that they had a different message to send. They have such mm-hmm. a big platform. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I, I hate how much, how intertwined they are with pushing this idea of um, having to be a certain size mm-hmm. and having to look a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish there was less of a focus on people's bodies, honestly. Yeah, um, especially women's. Yeah. Um, because our bodies are obligated to do quite a few things. And by quite a few, I mean childbirth. <laughs> And um, for a lot of women, not all, but Mm -hmm. for a lot. Um, And that pressure is put on you from the time that you are Mm -hmm. playing with babies Mm -hmm. and baby dolls and like all the rest of the stuff. Barbies. (laughs) When you are little, you are taught to be a caretaker and nurturer, Mm -hmm. therefore having children and bearing them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that sort of pressure on a woman's body is more than enough. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like forget snapback forget mommy Seriously. makeovers all yeah. the rest of that it's enough yeah um but as we know uh 
there's nothing more profitable than a woman who hates herself. I know. It's sad, but it's true. It's really sad. And, you know, we live in a, in a culture where, you know, remember when the biggest loser was Ooh. on our TV screens? Somehow watching people in bigger bodies endure unsustainable exercise mm-hmm. and food restriction was a form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just reinforces that idea that the most undesirable body you can have is a fat body. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is so toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, your body, your body size is one of those things that's like money. Mm-hmm. There's only a very finite amount of people in the world whose body size stays the same. Mm-hmm. There's same with money. There's yeah. a very finite amount of people who they have a lot of money mm-hmm. all the time yeah. and will all the time. Yeah. Um, and then there are other people who have different experiences. Mm-hmm. There should not be shame around those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially on your size, but it's it's so pervasive. So pervasive. Um, and it, you have to, this is what I was saying on Wednesday, you have to go outside. Mm-hmm. You can feel so comfortable underneath your bed or in your big t-shirt or in your robe or whatever you feel comfortable in, mm-hmm. but you got to go outside. Yeah. And so that's what makes body dysmorphia and body image so, so difficult, mm-hmm. um, is that other people are always They're looking trying, at you, yeah. judging you. It's like if you can't shrink yourself. You're going to hide yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that is no way to live. Yeah. And I I feel like as a black woman, and maybe you have a similar experience Mm -hmm. because you are a curvy Hispanic woman, (laughs) um, that my body's constantly up for judgment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Every time I step out the door, Mm -hmm. somebody got something to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Woo! And I think as women, too, we've been taught from a young age that our bodies are also not not only just up for judgment, Mm -hmm. but for consumption, you Mm -hmm. know? And that they Mm -hmm. are for other people's pleasure, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. and that sucks, yeah. you know, to feel like you don't even have ownership of your own body. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I've never, very rarely have I felt ownership over my body. Mm-hmm. Rarely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have felt for so long so disconnected from my body. For because sure. I felt unsafe in it. Mm. Um, not just because of the really negative thoughts that I was thinking about my body, but also in terms of physical safety. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. walking down the street yeah. and being catcalled. Yeah. And, Worrying, like, is this going to escalate to something mm-hmm. more serious? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so should we get into it a little bit more? Should yeah. Should we talk about our respective histories, our history of how sure. we view our bodies? Yeah. So I will talk about the last five years, because sure. if I go any farther than that, I'm going to not be able to continue. Um, So for the past five years, I do want to clarify some things Mm -hmm. because I think that I'm sending some mixed messages here. For the past five years, I have been on several, um, I guess, eating plans. They were much less a diet and much more an eating plan. Um, But I was so incredibly stressed out and working so much that something had to go and my metabolism was the thing. Mm-hmm. My immunity stayed the same. I haven't gotten a cold, I don't even know when. <laughs> um, but my metabolism 
is running like a 1975 Volkswagen. Oh and um, so it became very difficult for me to lose weight. And the nutritionist that I was working with, God bless her, Vanessa, was trying so many different strategies with me and that it got to a point where I was not um, following the plan, where I was just restricting myself to the point of survival mm -hmm. so that I could get on that scale and lose yeah, that weight. Yeah, to lose that weight. And that was strictly for vanity purposes, pretty much. Um, and I will never say that I'm not going to ever be on a diet again because mm -hmm. there is... Because I, I feel bad. Because yeah, I feel really bad in my body right yeah. now. And I have for the past... I don't even know how long. Um, it's still something you're very much healing through, working through. Dealing with. Dealing with. For sure. Yeah. And I do, stuff, do now feel uncomfortable in my body. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable in my clothes. I feel just like... Like I have no control, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that can be a really scary feeling. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's what causes the actual dysmorphia of it all. Mm -hmm. um, so that is last year, I think. I went to a yoga class. I did post this on Instagram. I went to a yoga class, and there was just three of us mm -hmm. in there. And it was like COVID time, so there was just three, three people. Mm -hmm. And we were... We had to go around and say like a word that we were feeling at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was with these two skinny yoga ladies and me and then the little itty bitty tiny teacher and I had a mental breakdown to the point where I had to leave the class and she gave me her cell phone number after <laughs> shout out to okay. destiny yeah. she gave me her cell phone number after she was like what is wrong <laughs> like what is going on here and looking in the mirror that clearly at my body in a way that I was never forced to do was too overwhelming yeah. for me yeah Cause it's almost like with yoga too it's you know you're slowing down mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. trying to connect your body through mm -hmm. breathing and, mm -hmm. and poses and, and then you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're sitting there with your thoughts yeah and yep i think it's very understandable that you would have that sort of reaction mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and i've gained a lot i've one of the things that i've sacrificed in order to build these businesses is my body mm -hmm. Um, and so my body image, therefore, is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm hoping in the next five months I'll mm -hmm. be able to work on that now that I am uh, full-time and not working as much as I was before. Um, but yeah, body image is a struggle, has always been a struggle, and I hope one day that it won't be. Yeah. But... I'm on the same wavelength as the rest of you all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. still struggling. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Well, I talked a little bit about this in last week's episode, but growing up, I was obsessed with my weight, mm -hmm. my body, and in turn, my food intake. Mm -hmm. I think one of the messages I internalized from a young age was that being different was wrong or bad in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started preschool, I didn't really speak English. Uh, Spanish was my first language, and mm -hmm. it was what was spoken at home. So off the bat, I felt really different from my peers, but not only that, being different different felt really scary and lonely. And I've tried to avoid that feeling, that discomfort, discomfort for most of my life. Um, and one of the ways that that manifested itself was by obsessing about my body weight and mm -hmm. trying to shrink myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I look back at pictures of myself from high school and I'm like, 
wow, I was thin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never saw myself that way. I, I really struggled with body dysmorphia. And I always felt like I was too big and I was really mean to myself about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the time, that inner critic, that, that bully was the loudest voice in my head. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the tools to lower the volume or recognize that that voice wasn't me. Mm-hmm. You know, I can laugh about it now, but I remember thinking Marissa Cooper from the OC, <laughs> i.e. Misha Barden, mm-hmm. was like the most perfect person because mm-hmm. she was thin and pretty. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, her character <laughs> almost died in Tijuana, was in toxic relationships that ultimately cost her her life, mm-hmm. and still I was like, damn, she's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely still struggle with um, body shame, body acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I have turned a corner in that I'm really trying to put less of a focus or emphasis on what my body looks like. Mm-hmm. And that by no means is easy. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm, I'm setting boundaries. Like, I'm not willing to go on a diet again. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm avoiding the scale because I know that that is very triggering for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but even things like shopping for clothes, um, you know, yeah. I'm starting to, you know, certain stores, I'm, I'm starting to, like, not be able to find my size in them. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be really upsetting, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, again, trying to lean into this idea that I'm so much more than what my body looks like, mm-hmm. um, that I am deserving of love no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put conditions around self-love, so like I don't want it to mm. be that once I lose a certain yeah. amount of weight, then I'll be deser- deserving of self-love. Right, um, right, yeah. But those things are hard, you know, I think... Again, with a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, it's really a day-to-day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, even two days ago, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just crying about it because yeah. it's painful. Um, yeah, just having that shame can really weigh you down. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about it can sort of lift some of that burden, some of that weight that mm-hmm. you're, you've been holding on to. And you can sort of start to feel a little bit free. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely nowhere near healed yeah <laughs> from yeah. this stuff mm-hmm. and i think it goes back to just how pervasive diet culture is and how fat phobic our society is that's the thing diet culture i don't think there's anything wrong with going on a diet mm-hmm. i don't yeah. if you want to go on a diet go on a diet yeah but if you want to go on a diet because you were influenced um by someone who does not know anything about nutrition that's when we start dipping into diet culture. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go on a diet because you are going on vacation, yeah, we <laughs> we are dipping into um, a tough space because mm-hmm. whether or not you go on a diet, you deserve to go on vacation. Yeah, and you deserve to pose in whatever picture you want to. Yeah. If you want to look a certain way and that's why you're on a diet, fine, go for it. But you should be doing it in a safe yeah. and healthy way mm-hmm. um, versus just doing it because you want to look like someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Versus doing what's best for you. Yeah, I think it's like being aware of like, is this really consuming me now? Is yeah. It's starting to become very obsessive. Like Ro said. Yeah. yeah. Like, are we now heading towards something where it is creating this toxic environment for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, or obsessive. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, do we want to keep it 100? I think we should. Yeah. Yep. Always. Mm Mm-hmm.
So we talked a little bit about how we feel about our bodies today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about the you know body acceptance, body mm-hmm. neutrality? You know what those things mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, all of it to me at this point in my life, mm-hmm. a lot of it feels like a crock of shit, right? <laughs> Um, a lot of it feels like BS. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because so many people who are taking over the body acceptance, body neutrality, mm-hmm. uh, body positivity space are thin. Mm-hmm. And have that thin privilege. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, look, I have a role when I sit down. Mm-hmm. Look at this unedited mm-hmm. photo. I yeah. have cellulite. Yeah. Um, but you are doing a campaign for a clothing line that goes from XS to large. Yeah, where's the in inclusivity that in that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so for me, a lot of, and it could be that I'm too deep into Bachelor World with all of those exact people. Yeah. But um, so to me, sometimes it feels just like a whole bunch of shit to also make money. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, You're not buying the message that they're selling. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and like always, the privileged have eaten it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And like taken over. Mm-hmm. Right? Some of the other um, women and femmes that we'll speak about later mm-hmm. do not come up nearly as often mm-hmm. in people's explore pages mm-hmm. as the thin girls do. Yeah. Um, and that is just because the society that we're in um, is definitely changed, mm-hmm. right? From when we grew up. Oh, yeah. There was no body acceptance. None. Yeah. <laughs> there was one plus size model yeah. named Ashley Graham who couldn't even do a lingerie commercial. Yeah. So, and she was white. Yeah. So, yeah. there we are. Yeah. Um, and she looks great. So, there's also that. Yeah. Um, but I think for me trying to get that message. I guess is like a very personal one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna have to be a very personal one. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna be as simple as like me following a Pinterest page and then no. I feel better. No, yeah. Um, it's gonna have to be a little bit deeper than that. Yeah. But for those of you who maybe feel like that's enough, mm-hmm. I think it's great the resources that are out there. Yeah, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I mean, I think for me, it's easier to lean into body neutrality rather than body positivity. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just where I'm at right now. Uh, Body positivity is this idea that you should love your body as it is and that your body is beautiful regardless Mm -hmm. of what society thinks. Mm -hmm. With body neutrality, there's less of a focus around what your body looks like. Mm -hmm. It's this idea that your body or appearance shouldn't determine your value or sense of Mm self-worth. Um, you know, I just started reading this book called The Body's Not an Apology mm-hmm. um, by Sonia Renee Taylor. Mm-hmm. And she has this quote, um, and it says, Concepts like self-acceptance and body neutrality are not without value. When you have spent your entire life at war with your body, these models offer a truce. But you can have more than a ceasefire. You can have radical self-love because you are already radical self-love. hmm so I am really into this book. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, halfway through. I'm really trying to explore ideas like radical self-love. I hope that I can get to that place mm-hmm. um, sometime in the future. Um, yeah. But, you know. And that's, I think, what you were getting at earlier, which is that your self-love is unconditional. Yeah, that's what I would love it to be. Yeah. yeah that's what I would like it to look like, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, we need to get creative with ourselves. Yep. Yes. <laughs> you know? I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That is a great tip to get 
creative. Yeah. Because um, I know I need probably some professional counsel at mm -hmm. some point. Mm -hmm. um, but I would, in the meantime, mm -hmm. would love to get creative with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think for me, you know, the good thing about getting older is that you have this, like, inventory of life experiences. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even though I'm in a bigger body now than I was before, I still have thin privilege. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not, yeah. you know, I have enough self-awareness to know that. Yeah. Um, Me too. I can usually yeah, get a certain yeah, size and exactly. offline or right, whatever. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, thinking back to when I was um, considered thin by society's standards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really unhappy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. deep down, I know deep down within me that being thin is not the answer mm -hmm. because I was thin mm -hmm. and it did nothing for me. Right. You know? Right. So I know yeah. that it's deeper than that. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really just leaning into that so mm -hmm. that I don't get into this place where I'm just pressuring myself to lose mm -hmm. all this weight mm -hmm. because I know that's not the answer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's hard. It's hard when also we live in a, not only a fat phobic society, but a society that is constantly judging women on their looks and mm -hmm. appearance mm -hmm. and, um, you know, feels like they have a say <laughs> and that yeah. they can really comment on. Which to some extent they do yeah. because um, fat people get raises less. Mm -hmm. um, fat people get... Based uh, discrimination by their own doctors. By their own doctors, yeah. yes. You get... Um, maybe misdiagnosis mm -hmm. from your doctor. Mm -hmm. You might be bulimic and mm -hmm. a size 18 and nobody will believe you. Right. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a certain, it's not that we just think society has power. No, they do. They do, yeah, that's true. That's the scary part. Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes it so hard to like, quote unquote, get over all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think also what feeds into the body dysmorphia itself. Yeah. You know? is fear. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember I was in um, my first job working at this corporate law firm. Mm -hmm. And at one point, um, you know, I was sent away to, I was basically a consultant uh, working on this project for three months at, a, at an investment bank. And so after my, um, after the project was done, I, I came back to the law firm. I was always really friendly with the people that worked in the cafeteria. And mm -hmm. so when I got back, I was really excited to see them and I remember mm -hmm. this one guy who I thought I was, was my friend you know he was saying to me in Spanish like oh you you've gained weight oh my god and I god. was so taken aback oh I was like no god. I don't I don't think I have and mm -hmm. he was like no no you have no. no he like doubled down and so I just walked away Ooh. being like wow yeah <laughs> what do I do with that yeah you know yeah and Probably if I had been a teenager, I would have just starved myself yeah. because it was just a, yeah. a horrible feeling. But I, I just think it's ridiculous that people feel the need to comment on your body. Even when mm -hmm. you lose weight, it's like you mm -hmm. don't know how someone has lost how, weight. Yeah. You yeah. don't know at what cost. Mm -hmm. So it's like mind your fucking business. And I'm so guilty of that. I know, me too. My yeah. good friend got COVID and she went down a size. And I was like, you lucky bitch. I was <laughs> like, I could never. I was like, I wanted to wear all your sweaters. I would sleep in your bed. Yeah. I would say that to her when we were. It's like, bitch, I had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> She had SARS too, and I oh literally God. put her sweater on, and I was like, "Please, let me get it, please. You lost weight, please." Justine, oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't love you. I slapped 
<laughs> that's a, but I'm telling you, yeah. my metabolism shuts down, my immunity yeah. goes all the way up. Yeah. I can't get a cold for nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm that person. And she was like, this is not something to compliment. Yeah. I don't feel good like this. Right. Like, no. I've been ill. <laughs> yeah, I've been ill. And no one comments on my weight gain mm-hmm. to say... Oh wow, just seeing you gain weight, you must be so stressed out. Let's mm-hmm. go to the spa. Nobody says that. Yeah. <laughs> or like you look amazing. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Like they'll comment on weight gain. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like excuse me? That's the thing exactly with that guy. What yeah. the fuck? I know. Did your dick get smaller? Ser- in three like, months? Seriously. Oh my god, what an <laughs> asshole. I know. Oh. It's just the rudeness. The yeah. audacity. The audacity. Me. Yeah. So I, I pretty much avoided him at all costs after that. Oh, like, you're no. not my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Should we stretch our souls? Yeah, let's, let's get that soul stretch. <laughs> yeah. Very much needed. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. So, you know, I think we're, we've been talking about how tackling fat phobia is, mm-hmm. is really at the center of a lot of this work that we're, we're trying to do to heal from things like body dysmorphia, body shame, mm-hmm. um, also this idea that beauty comes in many forms. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to look a particular way to be beautiful. And so fitness yes. no longer needs to be the goal. Right. Um, so in the spirit of that, uh, a resource that I found helpful is the Health at Every Size movement. Mm-hmm. I think of Health at Every Size as an alternative to diet culture. Mm-hmm. This movement is not only fighting to end weight stigma, but it also promotes things like body acceptance and diversity, mm-hmm. balanced eating and exercise. It's a reminder that everybody is different. Mm-hmm. Even if we all started eating the same things and exercising the same amount, mm-hmm. we wouldn't all look the same because right. we all have different genetic traits. Yep. Yep. So we should celebrate our differences, whether it be body size or ability, race, gender expression, mm-hmm. sexual orientation, etc. And celebrate also health. Yeah. Because I think health at every size is taking away the size and even body part of it. So mm-hmm. even taking the celebration out of the body and mm-hmm. putting the celebration onto the health. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Keep going. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, also, like, not everyone is healthy, right? Um. That, too. I just scarfed a chicken parm panini just now before we started recording. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that's been very helpful for me has been diversifying my social media feed. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's like, I'm not going to follow accounts like the Kardashians. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the accounts that I do follow are the Shira Rose. She's an eating disorder mm-hmm. therapist and body positive style blogger. Other fashion digital creators that I follow are Stylist Style, aka Lydia Okello. Mm-hmm. I love them. Um, Marielle Elizabeth, uh, Jamie Karoma. Mm-hmm. Um, she does these, she tackles um, the When I'm Skinny, I'll Wear X Pinterest boards. I have one. <laughs> I wish she'd roast me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she, she rocks the shit out of these outfits. Yeah. You know? It's like yeah. you don't have to wait to be skinny yeah. to live your life. Right. You know? Right. And that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I don't... I think it's been a few years since I've been to the beach. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why? Because putting on a bathing suit and being that's around a much. bunch of people is, like, too much for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Girl, wait till you get to that beach. Everybody <laughs> hanging. Everybody hanging. I know, out. I know no one gives 
a fuck about what I look like, you know, on the beach. Or them. Or that, yeah, I know. But That's what I love about going to the beach. Seeing everybody, yeah. (laughs) No, it's not my Instagram feed. Or right. my Instagram Explore page popped onto real, real life. People. It's yeah. real people. Yeah. That's the best part to me about going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. We'll have to go to the beach. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think also something that's helped me, too, is just reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned The Body's Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. She also has an Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, her book has an Instagram called Body's Not an Apology. She's great. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um I also read Body Talk by Katie Storino. She mm-hmm. is the founder of Megababe. Yep. I also follow her on Instagram. She um, does these posts called hashtag supersize the look, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which I love. Um, and her book was really cute. It was yeah. it was kind of like reading a children's book for adults. Um, mm-hmm. It was illustrated. It was very just easy to read. Um, and I definitely recommend those two books for anyone who wants to start this sort of healing journey around body shame mm-hmm. and um yeah yeah what about nice. you so i think my main tip um and i'm so glad you reminded me of this during this conversation is to go out and live life yeah. i think it's really hard not only when you're dealing with fat phobia not only when you're dealing with body dysmorphia but you partially are living in that world mm-hmm. of being like a segmented part of society Mm -hmm. I think it's a really important thing to remind yourself that you are an important part of society Mm -hmm. and part of that is really difficult post quarantine yeah um I was having a really hard time leaving my house because I got really adjusted to staying in here yeah um and a lot of that caused a lot of depression for me anxiety Mm -hmm. obviously more body dysmorphia because I was sitting on my ass for a year and a half working Mm -hmm. nonstop. yeah um and obviously weight gain came with that. And so for me, going out and living mm-hmm. is part of it. Because it reminds me that life is not the Instagram feed that I am yeah, looking yeah. at. Um, life is filled with real people mm-hmm. with all different kinds of bodies that are not altered in any way. Mm-hmm. People who do not have all day to like cook fucking kale chips. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's uh, probably my biggest mm-hmm tip for anybody who feels this way and maybe um has a hard time shopping for clothes has a hard time doing all that stuff to remind yourself that you are a part of society that is important and you're deserving to wear clothes that feel good Mm -hmm. to you right Mm -hmm. like i think for me too um as i i've gained weight i've really um pushed off buying new clothes like you know Mm -hmm. it's like this idea of like no but like i'll lose weight Mm -hmm. and when i lose the weight then i can buy more clothes it's Mm -hmm. like but then I'm wearing the same stuff over and over again. I don't feel mm-hmm. particularly great. Like mm-hmm. engaging in fashion, buying, wearing clothes that make you feel good. Like mm-hmm. that's going to help with your overall mm-hmm. like mental well-being, mm-hmm. right? Instead yeah. of wearing these clothes that you hate mm-hmm. and that like barely fit you. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. To your point, it's like you deserve to show up mm-hmm. and to be yourself and yep. to not just um, shrink yourself or or hide away because you feel so much shame. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but some, in the meantime, some people who I follow, mm-hmm. Ashley Say K, she is a, um, Instagrammer who edits a lot of the big faves. Mm-hmm. So she like edits Whitney Simmons mm-hmm. and, uh, vlogs and stuff, mm-hmm. but she's on a 100 pound weight loss journey. Oh. I find her to be awesome mm-hmm. because she points out her, um, 
gains and things like that yeah. in a way that is not like, oh, I'm getting thinner here. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, look at my quads. Mm-hmm. I'm getting stronger here. Yeah. She mostly focuses on like strength, weightlifting, training like mm-hmm. that. Um, she could definitely be triggering for those who are having a hard time with dieting and things like that. Yeah. Same with Alyssa Ashley. She's my next one. She is a huge, massive makeup lady. Makeup. Up your alley. <laughs> yes. Which is up my jam. Um, but she has a really beautiful message to share about her gym journey because hers was just about self-love. And I think she, like a lot of us who mm-hmm. were um, really actively working last year in digital spaces, mm-hmm. worked herself almost to death last year. Yeah. And so now she's like, this is my form of self-care because it's pretty much the easiest. Mm -hmm. And now it's trickling into other phases of my life. And she has the message that everybody deserves it. Yeah. Which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, um, Alyssa Viti, she has Mm -hmm. um, a book called The Flow Living, I think it's called. She more... And I know you hate this. I love this. Mm-hmm. She is thinking of your body in that 28-day cycle, more, even more of a machine than we already are. Mm-hmm. To me, that helps me. Because yeah. I'm like, I got to feed the machine. Yeah. And the machine's got to work. Mm-hmm. And I got to get up and like do my thing and make it the best possible running thing. <laughs> um, and then also, I'll leave you guys with one thing that my nutritionist said, um, Vanessa, that... Um, when I was living with my parents, when I was trying to diet, when I was trying to work out six days a week, I was like trying to do all these things and I couldn't manage it. And I was having a really hard time with my family. She said, you have played a role Mm -hmm. your whole life. Mm -hmm. And when you try to step out that role, people are going to say, especially the people who've known you the longest, Mm -hmm. why aren't you in that role? Yeah. And then they're going to get upset with you. Right. And if you've always been the fat, funny sister, and now all of a sudden you're trying to not be, people are going to be upset Mm -hmm. that there's no more fat, funny sister. Yeah. So you have to ignore them, Mm -hmm. possibly point out what roles they're playing and how they can improve themselves and Mm -hmm. move on with your life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn. Yeah. And I think about that like once a week now. People don't like it when you set boundaries. No. No. They don't. (laughs) Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Um... And if those boundaries for you are working on your body dysmorphia by reconnecting with your body, whatever way that is, and people are upset with you Mm -hmm. because you don't play the same role, Mm -hmm. just remember in their heads, it's a character. Yeah. You don't have to fulfill it. Yeah. You can be whoever you want. Yeah. You don't have to read off the script. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. I mean, just um, hearing you talking about um, the, the person who um, shares their uh, workout journey uh-huh. just reminds me of my own. Like, you know, I used to work out and go to the gym mm-hmm. solely to lose weight, mm-hmm. and that is just like a miserable game because, mm-hmm. you know, then you step on the scale, and then you don't really see like you've made any progress, mm-hmm. and then it's like, fuck it, I don't really want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now I go to the gym because I find that it's a really good way for me to relieve stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it really helps me with my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also trying to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when I was going through some mental health struggles, like it also took a toll on my body. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not that I just, I gained weight, but also um, like my back. Your back. <laughs> my back was yeah. so messed up. I couldn't even walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that is my real motivation to yeah. go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when you reframe yeah. um, working out as a way to just sort of relieve stress mm-hmm. or to get stronger, 
even you know it's okay if you are going because you also want to lose weight but Mm -hmm. if you make it bigger than that like I think Mm -hmm. it's a real game changer yeah yeah I agree because even once you lose the weight or if you're on a weight loss journey if you're gaining weight Mm -hmm. you can still keep going yeah because at the bottom line going to the gym and getting your body moving or yoga class or whatever is still good for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not the same thing as like the South Beach diet. Right, it's right. it's different yeah, than no. that. It's you're, like you're nurturing yourself yeah. in a, a positive way. Mhm. Um, mhm. Cuz our bodies are meant to move. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In whatever way. Yeah. You know, doesn't even matter if you're in uh, child's pose for 30 minutes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Or chair yoga. Or chair yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's all we got. That's that's right? stretch. That's yeah. that's it. I would love to revisit this topic mm-hmm. later if we're feeling it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're still healing, right? So yeah. I think we're there's a lot sensitive. still more to discuss yeah. and, and mm-hmm. to work through. That's true too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you guys have any strategies that you have found have been really helpful, we would love for you guys to DM us mm-hmm. at ZenWhat on Instagram, or you can email us at ZenWhat, the number one, at gmail.com. Um, and talk to us about it. Share your story with us. We would love to hear from you. We got to get some way to get the community all together. I know. I'm figure out like a Discord, maybe, mm-hmm. or a Facebook group or something, but... But yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. Um, and so that's it for Soul Stretch. It's time for Bravo-ish. Bravo-ish. Yay! <laughs> um, but before we get there, mm-hmm. let's talk about what's going on in pop culture Yeah. news today. Mm-hmm. You just brought up something to me that I find quite disturbing about Jennifer Aniston yeah. and potato chips. What's happening? I can't believe uh, this is still a headline in 2021, but mm-hmm. um, I saw this headline. I think it was in The Independent or maybe it was The Guardian. I was going to say, what publication was yeah. this? It sounds like a mess. Yeah, I don't remember which also one. Also sounds British. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was, the headline was, Jennifer Aniston eats a potato chip, one potato chip when she's stressed. Um and I saw that headline, and it just really, really pissed me off. There's so much wrong. <laughs> so much wrong with yeah. it. Like, who cares? Why? Yeah. Why, why does this matter? Like, is she better than everyone because she can eat one right. potato chip when she's stressed? Also, why isn't she eating more potato chips in There's general? more than one potato chip in the bag, Mom. Yeah. Why are you wasting the rest of the bag? Yeah. Because that's also just being wasteful. <laughs> so, right, already we're, like, yeah. off to a bad start. Then number two, um, when are you stressed? Mm-hmm. You mad with rich? Mm-hmm. You pretty much are retired at this point. Mm-hmm. I can see her being stressed about her love life. I feel like that's been very tumultuous. I mean, I think living in Hollyweird is stressful. Is stressful. You, know? you also have the choice because you no longer are doing movies to not live there. Mm-hmm. You could also not live there and eat True. a bag of potato chips in Montana. <laughs> so I I can't like feel bad for yeah. you. I also. Um, National Enquirer, Guardian, whoever you are, Daily Mail, whoever this is, um, have to fault you for perpetuating this standard for women. Right, that's my issue. I highly doubt they would do this to Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. That, like, people would be like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do I know this? Yeah, yep. But yep. I think people are obsessed with, unfortunately, what Jennifer Aniston eats. Women, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. she looks so great. Yeah. And how does she do it? Oh, she only eats one potato chip when she's Yeah, stressed. yeah, it's this like, is what? how she does it. <laughs> yeah, no, she no. does it with mad money surgeons, mad doctors, dermatologists, yeah, alkaline no. water, a chef in-house. Yeah, like, yeah. 
But it's much easier to sell. Mm -hmm. You too could do this Mm -hmm. if you are eating only one potato chip out of the bag. Yeah, I just feel like it's promoting some dangerous messaging. Yeah. um, Yep. That we've talked about Mm -hmm. and that we're sick of. And I think, if we're being honest, victims of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that because we, that was pretty much the only um, media that we had to consume mm-hmm. at very formidable ages mm-hmm. when we were around, you know, 12 to 18, mm-hmm. that we are completely victims of this sort of messaging. Right. And then, you know, you see someone like Jennifer Aniston who's in this thin body and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, so then I need to do that yeah. in order to get a body like that. Mm-hmm. Or... There's something wrong with me because I'm not able to just stop yep. myself at yeah. a potato chip when I'm yeah. stressed. When I'm stressed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the other issue with it. It's the resolution yeah. to being stressed. Yeah. As if, number one, food is a reward of any kind. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, number two, as if she has more control than other people, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Ah! I know. Terrible. I'm sick of the morality around food. Yeah, right? <laughs> the policing of, of food and bodies. Yeah. Like, but then also the like extreme popularity of sourdough bread last year. <laughs> Don't expect me to like know how to make a loaf of sourdough bread, have a sourdough starter, have my own vanilla that I'm like making in my house, <laughs> and then also expect me to be thin. Yeah. Get out of here, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Not that you have to pick one. You don't. You no, could do right. both and dabble in both things mm-hmm. and, and exercise and have a sourdough starter. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah, and yeah. eat salad and have a sourdough starter. But the messaging, mm-hmm. which is a... more of what you're getting at is that you can't yeah you gotta pick one either Mm -hmm. you're fat with sourdough or you're thin with one potato chip (laughs) one potato it's ridiculous yeah (laughs) and then you're not even gonna say which potato chip what crab what pine salt and vinegar (laughs) ranch like what is it ranch don't eat on ranch don't eat on it ridged is it yeah ridged is it wavy (laughs) is it baked Oh, it's probably baked. It's probably baked. It's probably baked. You yeah. probably roast one. Is it a taro trip. chip or is it a potato oh, chip? Is it know. a potato chip? You know it's a taro chip. <laughs> Carrots. Yeah. Oh, man. Damn, Jen. Like, now I don't know what to believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, thanks, media. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Oh, uh, my God. Let's cleanse our palate yes, a little. Please. Potomac. Please. Please. <laughs> uh. So this episode of Potomac was not as, it's one of the traveling episodes, Mm -hmm. and it's the beginning to the traveling. So it's like kind of a lot of packing, Mm -hmm. a lot of talking to the kids, what do I wear, that kind of thing. But I thought it was still fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, I love seeing just the continuation of Ashley Darby's evolution. Honestly. You know? Yeah. She always wanted to have a family, Mm -hmm. kids, Mm -hmm. and she's living her dream right now. I know. know? It made me a little emotional. I was so emotional. I was triggered. Yeah. Really? Yeah, my ovaries were quivering. Yeah. Quivering. I was like, oh, just hearing her describe uh, Dylan. Yeah. And how he's meant to be in their family. Yeah. And just seeing her glow, all of that. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Ashley, I'm so happy for you. It was. It was so nice. And then I remember that he has kids who are older than her. And right. I was like, well, Dean has other siblings, actually. That, that's, Ma'am. True. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but I love how Michael is not on camera nearly as much. Yeah. I love this. Mm-hmm. Because we're getting to see Ashley. We all saw why she got married to him last year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very clear. Yeah. And I don't need any more information. I don't need to see any more from him. Oh, good. We've seen enough. Yep. 
I'm good. I'm good with Sheila, Uncle Bubba, right? What's his name? Oh my God, yeah. I don't even know. Something? Yeah. Uncle Bush, Uncle Bubba, whatever his name is. (laughs) Pookie and them, pretty much. Yeah. And and Ashley and her Mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Oh my God. Even today, this morning, I had to pick up the biggest bird shit on the on the uh, porch today uh-huh. and it, it was like Dean's or no Dylan <laughs> Dylan it was like Dylan's yeah and then I, I saw that and I was like Ooh, okay yep uh-huh now now my ovaries are not good I know they're they're good <laughs> they're at a standstill actually yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god and then Wendy's still on my nerves Wendy in this outfit is on my nerves I would say, though, that I did relate to her a little bit more this episode. Did you? Yeah, like when she was talking about her candle business with Eddie. Um, yeah. And she was talking about how, you know, Eddie was being a little hot, hard on her. but You think? I, I think it was uh, justified because she didn't even have a mission for her company. Like, she was just kind of a hot mess about and it. And she's asking him for money. And she's asking him for money. And, like, but I understand the feeling of not fully having your partner's support in something. Right, yeah. Uh, it's very easy to be critical of your partner mm. or to be a little harder on them than you would a friend. Yeah, um, yeah, yep. And, you know, I just really related to her when she was like, why can't Eddie extend me some grace? Mm. Um, mm. And so I kind of felt that. Yeah. Um, I think she's trying a lot of different things, you know? Um, it's like she's trying to become this new Wendy where mm-hmm. she's more than just Again, it's like we talk about fitting in certain roles in your family. Like mm-hmm, she has mm-hmm. pretty much done what her mom has wanted her to do, and mm-hmm. now she's trying to venture outside of that. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think she's really trying to find herself, um, whether that's exploring a new business, um, mm-hmm. cosmetic surgery, mm-hmm, like whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I can tell she's going through something. Um, yes, that we can tell. Because there's nothing... Even when she got off the phone or the Zoom or whatever, mm-hmm. and she was like, I'm a professor, but I listen to trap music. Do you not talk to any other professors? Right. There are plenty of professors yeah. who listen to trap yeah. music. Yeah, this like, is not a unique situation. No, mm-hmm. no. This is also not a situation where you have to pick one. Right. And I don't know who told you right. that you have to pick one. Yeah. Um, Multi- multidimensional people. Yeah, like yeah. You, you don't have to have a monolithic experience in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And you can have a professor with fake titties. Exactly. Absolutely. I don't know where she got that from either. I know. I know. But I think she, I am seeing someone who desperately wants to sell something. Yeah. That's why she has no mission behind her company. Mm -hmm. And that's why her husband's looking at her like, so you want me to give you $20,000 for what? Yeah. (laughs) You want us to double our budget for what? For what? (laughs) So you can sell this candle. You know how many candles there are in the world? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To sell this candle, this name that people who are not Nigerian can't pronounce. Well, I love it that just now he's bringing up, did you even check if this name is taken? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's happening right. here? What is happening What here? is going on? Yeah. I would love for her to release um, some sort of a merch or shirt or something that says how to pronounce mm-hmm. the name of it. Because I think yeah. she's very sensitive and also very proud of her Nigerian culture. Course, I yeah. think that's great. Yeah, yeah. But she has to know she's not just selling to like Nigerian American professors. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but she doesn't know anything about that. I think she just watched The Real Housewives of Potomac for one season and saw that Giselle sold some in Target and then mm-hmm. said, fuck it, I can do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, Sonia has it more together. Um, yeah. A lot. Frankly. More. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of Sonia, oh the real God. housewives. Stole my heart this episode again. 
Okay. So my friend Ronald texted me oh, no. halfway through the episode uh-huh. and said, do you see how Sonya can just command a room full of niggas? <laughs> just, just be in there. Just yeah. talking like a regular person, mm-hmm. being the exact same Sonya she is with yeah. white people, mm-hmm. being totally fine. Mm-hmm. And is it at a black Shabbat dinner, mm-hmm. which is two <laughs> very unique things coming together. Yeah. And she's still herself. Yeah. Tell far or not. Mm-hmm. She is still herself. Yeah. What just she's great. She's the definition of owning it, you know. Yeah, she is. She just she owns it. She owns it. it. Mhm. She owns it. Mhm. Um yeah, I felt like this episode of Roni, it was almost it was definitely what I've been wanting all season. Um it mm. felt like old times. Yeah. Um you know, even seeing the women play with the snow and have a snowball fight right yeah. before uh the Black Shabbat dinner. Um mm-hmm. I like just warm my heart. I'm like, oh, these women. I know. These girls. I know. They've <laughs> known each other for so long. They've known each other for so long. They're friends. Um, but yeah, I was really excited for this episode. I mean, mm-hmm. I had known for a while that um, this Shabbat dinner was going to take place. Yeah. It's, it's yep. such a small world, but I actually remotely know Archie. Yeah, that's um, wild. I know. That is wild. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't think I've ever had, like, a real conversation with her. Mm-hmm. But, like, I picked up my little sister from her house. Right. Uh, yeah, you've been to that house. I've been to that house. Yep. She is a, the mom of one of my sister's friends from Kent Place, the school we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just been anticipating this episode ever since. Yep. Um, yep. That dinner was a mess. A train wreck. It was worse than I had imagined. Me, too. Yeah. Me yeah. too. And I think, I didn't know why Ramona would ever put herself in this situation where she'd be so far out in New Jersey she couldn't get home. Mm-hmm. In a space where she had to say um, and refer to black people. Because she doesn't like to. Yeah. And I don't know why she put herself in that room. Well, She should have said no. I mean, it was very telling. Like, right at the end of the episode, Ebony had said... There's a white woman leading this night. <laughs> Why is she still uncomfortable? And that like yes. annihilated me. I was dead. I was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. And she only apologized to the white woman at the table. Barely. Yeah. Barely. 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 Archie was like about to apologize on behalf of all Jews yeah. for yeah. <laughs> yes. the yes. suffering that Ramona had endured yeah. in college. Yeah. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. I mean, she's insufferable. Um, the worst. I'm usually not surprised by Ramona's behavior. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. We know she's. She's a monster. Predictable. It's predictable. Yeah. You know, she's a brat. She yeah. has no manners. She's yeah. rude. Yeah. But this went above and beyond anything I, I think I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty much over her at this point. Yeah. I was over her when she said I get my help mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty right. much done after that. But this is the final. This, this is the nail she in the has coffin. got to go. She's got to. Because she doesn't acknowledge black people. She doesn't acknowledge anyone but herself. She doesn't, but yeah. she makes it a point yeah. to seek out when blackness is being spoken about right. to Absolutely. brush it under the yeah. rug. And er- it's almost erasure that yeah, she's trying no, to do. And you are on a cast with a woman named Ebony. This is black in another language, <laughs> young lady. You gotta you gotta figure this out. Come correct. You yeah. gotta come correct. Yeah. You have to at least listen. Listen. She can't listen and no. she can't learn. No. Uh, you know, I thought it was really telling too when she was showing doing that showing of that apartment 
and mm-hmm. uh, the guy who she's working with was, you know, just kept correcting her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said in her confessional, she says, it bothers me when he keeps correcting me because yeah. it means I'm not perfect. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. It's like white fragility. <laughs> yeah. Because then she has to acknowledge that, yeah, yeah she's, 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 a little, she's a little more than racist at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so crazy and then she revealed that she almost converted to judaism yeah and and that the only reason she didn't marry the guy was because he never thanked her for converting it was like what is this story what i need to know more about i need to know way more yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like when dorit said that uh, she was like with Antonio in Italy, and she was oh like, "Oh, God. it was Antonio." Whew, but that's another story. I was like, "What story? Yeah, Where? What do you please. mean?" <laughs> and why did it end? Did yeah, <laughs> and how did you end up with PK? Yeah, where'd you meet PK? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. But I want to know more about that too. Yeah, she got almost all the way to giving up Jesus, and then was like, "No, no thanks." And now is so Catholic, you can't even tell her anything. Right, I'm just very confused. Yeah, because it seems like a big part of her identity. Absolutely. I am very curious as well. Yeah. But also, I hate her, so I also don't. <laughs> You're like, even I don't want to care that her, much. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to give her another like platform to say anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, an IGTV or something—that's fine. I don't know. Maybe Mario can. can yeah, maybe Mario can do like or yeah, yeah. Avery even. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Avery, yeah. Exactly. That's why I went to Mario first. <laughs> I know. Maybe Coco can freaking <laughs> give us Holy the update. Shit. <laughs> Coco. I'm sure Coco can speak at this point been alive for a hundred years. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Woo-wee. And we are currently recording this Wednesday during the day. So mm-hmm. we haven't watched Beverly Hills yet. Mm-hmm. We're so excited. So excited. Because it is the takedown of my girl. <laughs> and she is sliding. It's like she's uh, in the... Uh, a mudslide or quicksand. Quicksand, yeah. yeah <laughs> um, it's getting really, really bad, real, real quick. Mm-hmm. And um, her lies are just matching up enough yeah. with the timeline of real life. Oh my goodness! And also, her stories are just confusing enough mm-hmm. to know she's lying. Yeah. <laughs> and tonight, I'm sure we're gonna find another lie out. I don't even know what the preview is for tonight. I, yeah, I, I think Sutton tries to get into it a little bit, or she is the one questioning more, or pushing back. Yeah, um, which we can tell. We know she doesn't like. Yeah, exactly. She does not like to be questioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, Erica. If anything, she could definitely have a career, an acting career after this. Absolutely. I mean, her performances have been fabulous. They've been great. Yeah. Yep. It's because of how well they're matching up with what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but girl, you lying. So. You lying. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll watch that tonight. So excited to watch that tonight. Should yeah. Be best. Yeah. And um, we'll see you guys in next week. Yeah. Uh, Bravo-ish. Yeah. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. That was this week's episode. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to share your healing journey with us, you can always DM us on Instagram at zenwhat, or you can email us at zenwhat, the number one, at gmail.com. 
If you're listening right now, please share on your Instagram story. We would love to grow this community and it would really help us out. See you next week. <laughs>